Hello, hello, hello. I am your Dora the Explorer, hostess with the mostest, Michael Munoz. And welcome to In Yo Mouth! In Yo Mouth. I'm the queen of food who's always in the mood. To lick it right, lick it good, show you how to Oh, God, that's good. I want to know what you eat from the streets to the sheets. So open wide, honey. I'm coming. In Yo Mouth. the goosebumps. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Hey there, and welcome back, folks. Once again, I am your hostess with the most is Munoz, and baby, I'm back. Well, for maybe a minute, right? This is a special drop in partnership with the one, the only, New York Wine and Food Festival. Yeah. Um, that's, that's the theme song I just made up. Uh, before I get anywhere, I need to just express to you all out there um, that the message is the love that you showed me all throughout this summer when I took a break to revamp, rethink after five and a quarter years of doing this podcast weekly has been outstanding and so heartwarming. And looking at the numbers in the background, you all are shady because I feel like you all are listening more now than you did then. And I was producing weekly, but I love it. I am here for you. I'm here for your messages. Keep them coming. Um, it's just so uplifting. And let me tell you, after five and a quarter years of doing this weekly, what is that? Almost like 300 episodes because there's 52 I, I 52 Wednesdays in a year, right? Something like that. I was never good at math, right? That's why, that's why I have this face for podcasting. Um, <laughs> Listen, I'm I'm back and uh, and full of nonsense, but um, I just had to take a moment to say how grateful I am to all of you out there for all of your support, even while I'm revamping and uh, just doing, you know, just rethinking uh, the journey of In Your Mouth, and it's been quite a summer, and I am here because it is a great day, and my friends at New York Wine and Food Festival were like, hey, Munoz, we got somebody for you to be on the pod because New York Wine and Food Festival is coming up and we need to do this. And I said, you know what, New York Wine and Food Festival, why not? For those of you out there that don't know, last year, 48,000 passionate fans came out to eat, drink, 
Feed NYC to celebrate the Food Network New York City Wine and Food Festival presented by Capital One. This year marks the 16th annual New York Wine and Food Festival. The festival features more than 85 events throughout the city, including walk-around tastings, late-night soirees, family-friendly affairs, and an all-star lineup of intimate dinner experiences featuring world-renowned chefs. The annual gourmet gathering returns to raise awareness for God's love we deliver, New York City's metropolitan area's leading provider of medically tailored meals and nutrition counseling for individuals living with severe illness. Last year alone, the organization cooked and home-delivered 3 million medically tailored meals for New Yorkers too sick to shop or cook for themselves. So I am more than happy to be here uh, doing this special drop with someone really amazing. I can't wait for you to meet them uh, for New York Wine and Food Festival. So I'm just going to get to the getting on and introduce the one, the only, my Latin sister from another mister during National Hispanic Heritage Month. At that, please welcome the one, the only, Eric Cedeno. Say hi. Hi. Yeah. Oh my God, I'm so excited to be here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited to have you here, bestie. Oh my god, I love your energy. You're so funny. <laughs> I was muted. Listen, it, I was muted during your intro, and I was like, "Oh my goodness, this is a ball of fun." <laughs> I, was like, I, I told you in your mouth, listeners, as you as you may remember, um, I always I don't talk to my guests too much before we start recording the pod. But I I said to Eric, I go, "This may be a little bit chaotic between the two of us because we are." both super spitfires and i i am so excited to have you here so a thank you for being here thank you for being a friend <laughs> and um secondly how are you sis well i'm having a really good day i just got back from la and i was there for two weeks i kind of love la but i missed new york and uh -huh. i am excited for the new york food festival i get to be a burger bash host this year so yes, we're gonna get there we're gonna get there don't don't, don't you jump ahead on me <laughs> right y'all eric has a podcast too so she's yes. like she's uh, you know she knows how to drive the car yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well before we get anywhere i i have two things to, to tell you number one i am disappointed that there we are giving me the natural hair today no i I expected so listen i came ready i do you came have a ready. wig on you don't even start I, look i came the bob, ready. not the bob <laughs> please i'm literally like looking around my room like where's Searching. my bob like i need her Searching. i need her no, notice notice how i had to put them over my microphone so i could still hear you listen she's natural hair honey that she is so please i'm so i'm literally so honored about like to see you listen, in this like i was calling you eric locks of love oh my god <laughs> <laughs> no, I like the weird part is that like, I don't know about you, but I, it, when I was in college before any of the internet stuff happened, I was mm -hmm. in wigs. I grow, I don't know why. Like they called oh. to me, like they called to me. Yes. I may live in 120 square feet in Times Square, but there is a whole wig Oasian, <laughs> wig situation, wig wigtuation in this apartment. Okay. The wig, okay. The wiggery, the wiggery is so funny. Listen, I did this for you. Okay? Literally. And she is, she is natural hair. She is real. She's kind of sitting. She's almost sitting. Right? She's almost, well, there's headphones under this. 
<laughs> no, I know. Oh, it's also 87 degrees in New York today. So what we're not doing is wearing wigs while we podcast. But listen, before we get anywhere, because we are already off the rails, I need to wish you happy National Soft Taco Day. Woo! Yay. Love that. I did not even make that up. Right for our Latin ass, it's that it is soft taco. Is it actually soft taco day? That is so funny and random. Yes. Like, yeah. Why does that? Is that like a recurring like national holiday? Um. Yeah. So there was this uh gentleman or gentle person out there that started a website called Foodimentary many, many, many years ago, and. Uh, went on a quest to start um, and did all these partnerships with like cities and and towns and states to create all these national food holidays. And so this is official, honey. Okay, I need to go get a soft taco. I- <laughs> right? Well, wait, uh, are there like, I understand that there are hard tacos, but who are the hard tacos really for? I feel like hard tacos are like, for me, they're at like Taco Bell 2am. And that's when they stop. Like, that's as far as I'll go. Like, I don't, yeah. I'm not a hard taco person. You know, like, we uh, like no shade to what's that company out there that makes the packaged hard taco del taco but, like <laughs> not del taco no like you know one of the old el paso like, taco shells yes those. i know them that is so funny uh, personally no just via the grocery <laughs> store <laughs> i know her yes of course we know her a lot of us grew up with her i still remember but, like, like the commercials por que no los dos like and it was a soft versus like a hard shell right wasn't it yeah yeah that's so funny right and that and the queso tropical commercial do you remember that oh my god i don't think i do mami quiero mas right or should i look it up queso tropical we don't have time for that No matter whether you celebrate hard tacos, soft tacos, limp tacos, or wet tacos today, (laughs) we are celebrating you. But I want to get to the getting on because we really have a lot to cover today. And if you didn't know, but you probably already do because a bitch is famous. Uh, Eric Cedeno is a comedic online personality, influencer, podcast host, art director, and illustrator based in New York City. Eric is best known as being everyone's internet bestie on TikTok and Instagram as Rico Taquito. His creative DIY, spontaneity, and contagious laugh have garnered him nearly 1 million followers across his platforms. Eric, along with his brother, is also the co-founder of Groove Gives, a candle line that feeds people in need. Since they launched a year ago, Eric and his brother have helped feed over 15,000 people via donations to Minnie's Pantry, a non-government funded food pantry that aims to help people in Plano, Texas become more food secure. Bringing a sense of humor, beauty, and honesty into all of his work, Eric aims to create a brand that is both relevant and timeless. Lastly, he just so happens to be a judge at this year's New York Wine and Food Festival, Blue Moon Burger Bash, hosted by the one, the only, Rachel Ray. Because why? It's got to be Rachel Ray. You need to start like a like a slogan singing business where you just come up with slogans and sing them. <laughs> oh my god, many moons ago before we get to you, many moons ago, Rachel Ray had a competition a long like I want to say like at least 10 years ago if not longer, had a competition to create a new theme song for her. And I did, I submitted and I had production call me, but I think they like um 
dropped it off. But it was like, from your head right to your lips, a yama dish you can't resist. Keeps that weight right off your hips. It's got to be Rachel Ray. She makes a fierce veggie soup. Has a dog named Bella Boo. A girl loves hamburgers, too. It's got to be Rachel Ray. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And, it, okay. and it goes on and on. <laughs> yeah. You can find it on YouTube. It's copywritten by me. Well, I'm very impressed <laughs> that you had that, like, stored in your memory bank. And then oh, yeah. straight into performance. You are a Broadway girl. <laughs> yeah, son. I'm like, hello. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but we're here to talk about you. And I really kind of want to know, because I did a deep dive and you, I know you have all the followers on Instagram, but you may have seen me pop up going really far back, liking some really old stuff of yours. Because I kind of wanted to, I'm really curious about this journey. Yes, yes, it's a journey of hair, oh. but it's also a journey of just like, I feel like you coming into you if that makes sense at all. Um, and it's really beautiful to see. How did this all begin? Give the kids a lesson yeah. in like well, first, where it all began. Well, first, I want to say thank you for the wonderful introduction. It was very, very sweet. I really appreciate it. And um, the internet for me is like truly and honestly was a huge surprise and still is a huge surprise to me that like people are so welcoming and responsive to my content. It's very shocking to me still. And um, for me, like, I always say TikTok was a window into myself and my queerness. I really didn't know I needed. I thought I was, like, happy being myself. And then I got to luckily, like, grow so quickly because the internet was kind of championing me into being more myself all the time. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, like, I, my TikTok journey really started when I got broken up with, which I've told this story a million times, but I got broken up with, and then I was like, I have nothing to do. So I got a mullet, I grew a mustache, and I started making videos, and one of them just, like, popped off, and I was like, yay, this is, this is fun. And I never thought it would turn into, like, something I would do for, like, a career, or I guess it's a career right now. I don't know. <laughs> but... Yeah, um, it's viable. Listen, there are... There's a ton of people out there doing the thing, right? And you're one of them. So yes. that's it's amazing, and it's not easy. It's not. It's no not easy. Yes, yes, you do. Food content is a whole different world of not easy. But even just putting out all this like daily like wiggery and this and coming up with uh, these funny things and like all of this like your best friend in like elementary school defending <laughs> you stuff that that is brilliantly funny. Um, right, and very nostalgic for a lot of us. It's um it's not easy. It's it's a lot of work, what people don't realize when you're actually like doing it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like recently I've really tried to change my content to kind of like champion or like to really um be an example of queer moments that we all experience, but we don't get to see them. Like I don't I don't think I've ever seen another video of like your girl best friend in middle school defending you because someone called you gay, but that's such a real queer experience. And like, I don't know. I think it's so fun to like look at those moments and be like, okay, we've all kind of lived this. Like, let's turn it into like a funny memory. Um, yeah. And like, that's like, that's really fun for me. I also think it. the hard part is I really only try to be original. I've really only ever tried to come up with like original, original content. And sometimes I do trends, but more so I do just like videos that come into my head. And sometimes yeah. I wish I was just a trend girl. 
<laughs> all I did was sound. I, but you know, I've I've been in this game since 2009, on and off, and in all sorts of different aspects. And I've never I I can feel that I I love a cross section between us here of like never being a trend girl. I will fall into a trend here or there because sometimes you have to. But um, yeah. If you, I find if you don't do it your way, it, it's not worth doing. Yeah. I feel like, you know what I mean? No, I do know what you mean. And like I, on TikTok, like trends are so quick that I'm like, you have to hop on it like as soon as you see it. But sometimes I need time to think. Like I'm like, what would be funny? And then I'm like, okay, I have nothing right now. And by the time I come up with a joke, it's over. Like it's like the internet's <laughs> moved on and so have I. So where does this drive and inspiration that makes Eric Cedeno, Eric Cedeno come from? I think like, so I went to school for advertising and graphic design. And I always say like the most valuable thing I learned in college was how to have an idea. And an idea is um, for me, it's like has an execution to it where it's like a beginning, a middle and an end. So if you're telling a story or if you like have a joke or if you have like something you're trying to say, it has to have a beginning, a middle and an end. So people will wrap it up in their brain as like a one cohesive thought. A lot of times I can see people and I'm like, this video really had no end goal. And it's really funny. But like, if it had like that end thing, like it would have a pow to it. And I still think that without my, even though I don't really use my like college education in air quotes, like I I use it because it taught me how to have an idea and how to tell a story and how to make it like received by people yeah yeah mm. that's amazing right there's a, there's so many of us out there not using our college degree <laughs> <laughs> right i paid thirty five thousand dollars a year to not use my college literally degree. like <laughs> i i'm like uh loans are just starting up again and i was like looking at all the money i own i was like this is crazy like this is crazy. It's crazy and we can fall down a political hole here right but Oh, it's crazy. Listen, it took me 17 years to pay off my student loans. 17 years. But they're paid off? They're paid Congratulations! Off. Woo-hoo! A student loans, student loans anthem coming soon. <laughs> right? Yes, you know. But these student loans... <laughs> Not you cracking me like, up. Hold on a minute. <laughs> you made your you made the joke. Like you made the song and then you started laughing at your own joke. That's so good. Oh my god. That's how oh I my live god. my life. I laugh at my own jokes constantly. Listen, if you can't I laugh at everything, even all the inappropriate things that I shouldn't be laughing at. I'm I'm laughing, right? Because I think it was Joan Rivers that said if we can't if we can't laugh about it, we can't like heal or like kind of overcome about it. Oh, Absolutely. I feel like humor is such a tool. And like a lot of times people use humor to mask things. But at the same time, I feel like it's really healing. So yeah, absolutely. Um, Speaking of healing, what a lovely transition you led me into. I kind of want to know what the inspiration behind Groove Gives was because, you know, uh, over the five and a quarter years that I've been doing this podcast, I've talked about food insecurity, food deserts, um, the homeless LGBTQ uh, youth that are out there that are that is a high percentage all across America. And you are a person that does a lot of things in your mouth. Listeners, go to Rico Takito on Instagram and or TikTok and just hit the link tree and you will see 
all the things <laughs> they are doing, like all the things. And it's it's really inspiring and it's really motivational. But where did this one specific like idea come out of? So it really was born out of COVID. Me and my brother, like my brother's wife works at an elementary school. And mm-hmm. I think when COVID hit, she saw all her her lower income students not able to go to school and get their meals. And it was really hard for her. Like it, it just was, it was hard for everyone, like everyone at that moment to see how bad people who were low income were struggling. And um, my brother and I, my brother's very entrepreneurial. He's an entrepreneur. Like he's always wanted to be like a business owner. It's like in his, it's like his passion. It's one of his passions and um, we had talked about like starting a business together and we really wanted to do something that allowed warmth to come into your home and someone else's. And so candles, our candles were kind of born out of that concept of like, let's have a product that can give back and like also bring warmth and like life into your home. And um, I think it was really like COVID was really the start of it. And then after COVID, grocery stores spiked, like their prices spiked, like everything is way more expensive. And like inflation is like peaking. And all these it's just like so many struggles. And there's so many people who need help, especially in Texas, especially like the Latino community, who like, maybe are illegal immigrants who don't have access to like, being paid correctly, you know, they need help, and their families need help. And Minnie's Food Pantry is like, such a beautiful organization. I could literally start like tearing up because of the way they speak about helping people and the way they like want to change the world is so wonderful. And they're not government funded. So they're just all donation and like fundraising based. And they've helped mi- feed millions and like millions of people in Texas year after year. And I'm we're just like happy to be even starting to help and hopefully help them grow because they've been trying to expand outside of Texas. They have a location in the Bronx, actually, which is really cool because I live in New York and my brother lives in Texas. Um, but yeah, I, I the Groove Gives was literally born out of the idea that like you can have a really wonderful product that can help people and you can enjoy that product every day and it makes you feel good. Like you're, you're, the point of our business is to create products that create good in the world, so... I love that. I love everything about that. And in your mouth, listeners, they have a line of beautiful candles, right? I'm looking at Sunny and Sage and Rock the Boat here. Um, You can go to GrooveGives.com. That's G-R-O-O-V-E, Gives.com to learn more. Um, And you get a beautiful product and also give back. Um, I I love the whole idea. I love the intention behind it. And anything that any place where you can go and like kind of give money to and know that it's actually going to a place as opposed to some of these places that you donate to where your money kind of disappears into thin air (laughs) and you don't know what, what is happening. Like, you know, Eric here has a, has a clear vision and a clear like direct line to Minnie's pantry yeah. and giving back. You and know? also, I didn't even say this, but every candle gives meals. Like the large candle gives 15 meals and the small candle gives three meals. So, um, and it's, there we go. yeah, and it's baked into our, pri- like it's baked into the price of the product. Like even if we sell it to a store or if we, like anything, it's baked into our cost. Like there's no way you can receive a candle without that happening, which I think is really beautiful. And, um, 
yeah, and I did all the packaging. I just want to throw that out there. I used to be a graphic designer, so I'm really proud of all the packaging. So <laughs> yes, they're absolutely beautiful. I didn't know about it till I started um, researching you and knowing that you were coming on the podcast. And I was like, "Man, we're coming into candle season, honey. Pumpkin spice is everywhere. Yes, we need it. So yes, get your get and listen. Who who doesn't love a candle? Our holiday candles um, are going to be. They're literally getting poured this week. So they'll be out soon. So, check check us right. out. <laughs> That's it. That's it. And it's all for a good cause. Listen, before we get to a break, um, you know, this is for, first and foremost, a food podcast, right? Mm-hmm. But it's also a big gay MF food podcast. And I always say that our stories matter because we never know who's listening. And I was wondering if you'd share your coming out story with us. Yes. So I actually, I came out when I was, to all my friends when I was like 19. Um, I think I like went to college and I realized I was like, okay, I like boys. Like, I just know it. And um, I had... So like two years ago, because this face <laughs> is no, no older than 21. Oh my God. <laughs> that is the highest compliment. Thank you so much. Yes. You're welcome. <laughs> um, but no, I, I... Yeah, I was like 19 when I came out to my friends. And then I was about like 21, 22. I, I moved to New York. And then I, um, I got my full-time job. And I had a place to live. And then I went home and I told my parents that I was gay. And I just really like wanted to create that space for myself. Like I wanted to know if like they needed space or I needed space, I would have it for myself. And um, my parents are Catholic. My mom's, my grandparents are very religious on my mom's side. And I just like, I didn't know if that would be an issue. And I, I have gay cousins. Like I have gay cousins. Like my mom's had gay friends like while I was growing up. So I really knew I had nothing to be afraid of, but it was like this fear I internalized my whole life that I was like doing the wrong thing. And um, I went home and I'm sobbing. I remember I sat behind my mom. My mom's like working at the computer and I'm, I start sobbing and she like, it clicked immediately. She's like, I know what's going on here. And she's like, do you need to get your dad? And I was like, yes. And then I, <laughs> I'll never forget. I was like, I'm gay. And then my mom was like, yeah. <laughs> she goes, yeah. And my dad, I did the I was more scared honestly from my dad because like I didn't know how he would react versus like my mom. And um he was like I felt like my dad was genuinely excited for me. And I think that like when I look at back at the way he talked to me and like the way he spoke and like had great energy and like was happy for me, it was like truly one of the most beautiful moments of my life, like to like look back and know I had that support. And I I, I don't know why I could have done that years ago, but like, I just didn't. It just something held me back. And I don't know, it all worked out. I'm so grateful to have like a family that loves and supports me the way they do. And that like, I can call any of my family members and they don't have a problem with who I am. It's, I'm very, very lucky. I'm very, very lucky. Yeah, that's beautiful. I love that. What do you think the key to being authentically you is? I mean, I feel like that's really, it took me so long to like truly and honestly love myself the way I do right now. Like I, I think um, for me, it's like speaking it into existence. I used to, um, (laughs) I used to, when I was in college, make this joke all the time. I was like, I'm sexy and I love myself. Like, and I was saying it out loud as a joke 
So people would be hee hee ha ha, he's being silly. But like, I think even just me saying that out loud and speaking that into existence, I was like, one day turned to the mirror and I was like, I am sexy and I do love myself. Like that is really, I. it's really crazy that I was like tricking myself into that. But I think like some part of me deep down really felt that way. And I just needed to like joke it into existence, like humor it into my life, you know? Yeah, I love that. I love that. Well, first and foremost, thank you for sharing that with us and being vulnerable and letting me carry your story on because I think it's really important. As I said, we never know who's out there listening, young, old, or, you know, or immortal. You know what I mean? Who we can inspire through our stories, no matter what they are. And and so National, really National Coming Out Day is October 11th. Up. Uh, and uh, sure. we're almost there. We're almost. <laughs> is it October 11th? Wait, I wait. thought it was December 1st. It's October. Wednesday, October 11th is National Coming Out Day this year, guys. Well, um, if you're thinking about so, if you're thinking about coming out, come out. It's fun out here. <laughs> yeah, come out, come out wherever you are. But make sure you're safe. Yes. Make yes. sure you're safe. Make sure you're safe and in a place where you know that you will be safe. Right. If this is the choice you are making, because we want you to be happy and healthy and, you know, first and foremost, safe out there. Um, I love this and I don't want this to end. But Eric and I need to take a little like cocktail break and maybe try on some wigs. And we're going to be back with my favorite part and your favorite part of the podcast. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, Eric, I hope you're ready for my favorite part and the audience's favorite part of the podcast. A little something we like to call Food News Update! Food News Update! honey, you ain't ready, girl. Spill the tea. News Update. More than 15,000 pounds of smoked sausage are is recalled for containing extraneous materials. I feel like that makes sense. Like I like I feel like when I'm eating a sausage, I'm like prepared for it. <laughs> like that's involved. Like I don't know what's in there. Come on. I don't know what's in there, I, I, you know. A trip to the clinic may be involved. Literally. <laughs> I like, I still don't know like what goes inside. Like, I know it's not like, <laughs> um, uh, you know, this is crazy. And it wouldn't be a gay podcast called In Your Mouth if we didn't talk a little bit about sausage. You know what I mean? <laughs> but the U.S. Department of Agriculture's Food Safety and Inspection Service has announced a recall of more than 15,000 pounds of smoked sausage produced by the Hillshire Brands Company, because um, apparently they contain, like, fragments of bone. Oh, my God. But, yeah, I mean, well, they come from an animal. I don't know. Well, allegedly, I think, I couldn't find the article, but I read, like, weird things that, like, the FDA allow in hot dogs and things like that. And it's like, 
allegedly like rat hairs and mouse poop and allegedly literally like, that's yeah like it doesn't even surprise me like when I think about that, I'm like, what is a McDonald's chicken nugget made out of? Because it's not chicken. That, that pink, that pink goo. Literally, it's like you've that seen, pink goo. Like you have, you've seen that video. That was a viral video before the uh, well, I was around, maybe before you were around. like that pink goo coming out of that pipe. I thought that was like I thought that was a clip from like a TV show that they were joking was actually at the factory. No, I think that's real, allegedly. I don't <laughs> I just I'm Wendy Williams allegedly, allegedly. All, all over the all over Where's the your place? cup of tea. You need to be sipping <laughs> your cup of tea, literally. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and then I found um this article, the eleven the eleven grossest things people have found inside hot dogs. Now, the, a hot dog is different than a sausage. Is a hot dog a sausage? I don't think so. I think they're and is a hot dog a sandwich? I wouldn't count it as a sandwich. A hot dog is its own entity to me. Uh, well, you know, Padma Lakshmi said recently on Jimmy Fallon that a hot dog is a sandwich. I don't know. It just feels like it feels more like like an American uh, taco because it's like the. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Not the, not this on National Soft Taco Day. <laughs> it's the American soft taco. Like, think about oh it. Oh my god. Gross. Um, I love a hot dog, though. Not gonna lie. Um, gross things found in uh in hot dogs: two hairs. One was short and black, and could have been a facial hair. Gross. Uh, glass and potential mercury. A metal staple. Oh. A piece of bone. I.e., why these things are getting uh why Hillshire Farms is getting their sausage recalled. Uh, glass shards. Uh, the tip of a razor blade. A clump of hair or something rat-like. A large silverfish? <gasps> oh. What? A needle resembling an injection needle. A clump of lots of hair in these hot dogs. And a dime. A dime? Oh, my God. That is crazy. With Halloween right around the corner. That, right? If this wasn't scary enough. <laughs> well, I always get Hebrew nationals because they're, yep, they're kosher. kosher, 100% beef. So I yep. like... And they only use the right parts. They're, they they are regulated literally right? they are regulated and thank you to all all the jewish nation for regulating <laughs> delicious hot dogs literally. right because <laughs> they are delicious we are here for a hebrew national but we are not here for this recall i think that is like actually so scary imagine i'm like imagine you bite into your hot dog and you're like oh i made some money here's a dime <laughs> no ma'am no ma'am <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> a grocery store chain is hiring a chicken nugget connoisseur. Okay, how do I apply? Because <laughs> <laughs> what does that entail? I can't. I, I really, really can't believe this. SFGate reports that B&M made the job listing ahead of the launch of a new range of froze, frozen and fresh foods. The chicken nugget connoisseur will give feedback on the new product line. According to the job description, the right person for the position should be able to eat 20 nuggets from McDonald's on their own and be the first person in the kitchen whenever someone says there's cake. You and I are fighting over this job. I can tell already. The application seems uh, simple enough. All you have to do is submit a short paragraph explaining why you deserve to be the ultimate authority on chicken nuggets. Hmm. Are you a, are you like a chicken, a chicken oh, nugget? I'm a chicken, 
oh, I'm a chicken nugget connoisseur all the way. See, like, I love chicken nuggets, but I'm more of like a chicken tender person, you know? Oh. I don't know, a chicken strip connoisseur. I don't know. Now, is a, now is, a, is a boneless buffalo wing a nugget? Those are like adult nuggets. Those are like man nuggets. Oh, I can't. Man. Not that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you absolutely can say man nuggets on this podcast. <laughs> in your mouth. <laughs> why don't you put that in your mouth? I need one of those soundboards. Uh, and I don't oh, know why I don't have one. You literally. know, like Rosie O'Donnell had on her show way back when. Oh, or like Nicki Minaj on her on Queen Radio. Where she had the explosion well, sounds. Oh my god, she was I, I that was iconic. You need one. You need or one. Or that. Uh, you can tell you can tell in your mouth listeners, you can tell the difference in the generation. <laughs> so you can see the generation <laughs> gap here. <laughs> I literally was referencing Rosie O'Donnell's soundboard, and you were like, or like Nicki Minaj. I was like, I don't know what that is. Oh my gosh. <laughs> no, you need to look it up. There's like some iconic sounds from her Queen Radio. It's like she was just pressing buttons. Like, she was just having a time. Like, <laughs> Why? Because she can. Literally. You know, there is a catch, um, unfortunately, to this job. Uh, while the job description does specify that the position offers a voucher worth 25 pounds, like, you know, British oh, okay. pounds, yeah. uh, in free food from the chain, no other compensation is mentioned. That doesn't necessarily mean that you won't be paid for your work. Maybe, like, you know, it's based on experience or something. Hmm. Huh. Oh, so you just, like, you just get the nugget to the payment. Yeah. Mm. Well, mm. I need some money. No, yeah, no we, need, we need to collect a bag. No, I, mean, I, need, right? I need some coin because that's and, not... And maybe, and maybe a gym membership to that, to that temple gym, the gay gym over here. Yes. Right, to work off all the nuggets. Have you been to temple? Uh, like a long time ago before it was temple what was it called before monster oh i don't know i just know it was i went on a tour there and it was so dark i was like who's it yep. it's so scary yep. <laughs> you, you can't you can't see anybody in there i'm not a gym girly i you know what i i do exercise i call myself not a runner even though i think i, I think i am a runner um but i do it more for mental health purposes and yes to like keep fit but like i hate it i hate it i hate it i just see the benefit uh, especially mental health wise, uh, that it provides for me personally. And so that's why I do it. Like, you know, a little soul cycle uh, when I can afford it. Cause that, that ish is expensive too. So, and so expensive and, and some running like the world is my gym. I can't, I can't be in this dark gym with all these people standing in my life. I've been, I've been a gym girl recently because I was like, I need something to feel like I accomplished every day and like if i pick up heavy things and put them down i'm like i did something so it like <laughs> or just in case you need to use the bathroom like that one please. time <laughs> that was actually like that's still like the best that that's still like the craziest thing that's ever happened oh my god in your mouth listeners just go to the instagram you'll see it there and last but not least a disgruntled diner calls the cops over a thousand dollar restaurant bill and then the restaurant posted receipts on facebook <laughs> wait wait wait. so someone charged up a thousand dollars right and then call the police being like you're overcharging me and then they're like what you're not gonna do <laughs> is try to take us down because here are the receipts what kind of diner was it wait what did they order 
Did, like, well, it wasn't a diner, a disgruntled diner, like somebody who was going to dinner. Oh, you know what I mean? oh, 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 I thought, sorry, I, I got, I got mixed up. Yes, I, I got you. Okay, got you. that is so funny. What, you didn't look at the well, prices? You know well, well, you'll see why in a minute, right? But like the food of price, uh, the food of price, the price of food is up everywhere. I, I got home the other night from a, a business trip, a work trip, and I went out to dinner like local Mexican restaurant. Why are we spending $75 a head at a local Mexican restaurant for some guac chips, a margarita, and like a chicken and rice entree? No, like what? Literally. And like in Texas, what? I'm from Texas. In Texas, it's literally like $20 for a margarita, the whole plate, and then another margarita, and then the tip. <laughs> <laughs> like this shouldn't I know we live in New York which is now the most expensive city in America right beating out San Francisco for once but like the, things have gone ridiculous so you know what listen this Japanese tourist uh, Junko Shinba visited seafood paradise in Singapore's Clark Key to try a plate of chili crab one of the country's most popular dishes according to Shinba the wait staff highly recommended one type of crab in particular the Alaskan king crab Shiba heeded their advice and enjoyed the nearly eight pound crab that's a big ass that's crab, huge with with several other dishes until she got the bill. The meal totaled 1322 and 37 Singapore dollars, around $986 in US. $938 of those dollars going towards the crab alone. That's nearly 700 US dollars just for this spicy shellfish. Well, she threw a fit right? Contested the bill, claiming that she was overcharged for the meal, and she went so far as to call the police, who arrived uh, at the scene to mediate the skirmish. I love, thank you, Delish, for this <laughs> article. Not a sponsor. <laughs> um, but according to Paradise Group, the parent company of Seafood Paradise, the restaurant staff was transparent about their pricing model from the very beginning, and it's it's basically by pound. She was paying, like, whatever, by pound, and she got a big-ass crab. Okay. Which cost that much money. And so they were like, what you're not going to do is say that you didn't know because we brought the crab to the table and you took photos with it. Like you were posing for Instagram with it and they posted all those photos. That? Okay. But like, if I was her, I'd do the same exact thing. 911, I need help. <laughs> I was like, my card's not coming out of my wallet. I'm literally, I'll be crying on the floor. I'll be in the, running in the bathroom. Like, I can't do it. Like, I can't, I don't know. That would no. Yeah, you literally would open your bag and be like this. No, was it me? Wig on. <laughs> I'd go to the bathroom. Was it me? I'd go to my bathroom, put it, put on disguise, and run. I <laughs> <laughs> literally, like that's crazy. Can you imagine getting that bill? Um, yes, I could imagine getting that bill because it's happened to me before. What? But uh, <laughs> listen, right? She don't got money like that either. Oh my god, this this is too hot. <laughs> <laughs> we both put our wigs on. Just didn't we had a moment oh together, god. you know. Yes, we did. Um, oh my goodness. Uh, listen, they even offered her a discount of like a hundred some odd bucks, right? Singaporean dollars, and still she tried to fight it. But at the end of the day, she had to pay. Why? Because she ate the food. So that's I don't think any like personally, I don't think any meal should cost a thousand dollars. Like Per person, you know. I, well, per person. I, I mean, I've, 
I've recently had very many expensive meal um, I, that I wasn't paying for, thank God. But oof, I, I still don't get it either. I'm still like, Ugh. I like I, I had a birthday dinner and all my friends were there and the total for the table was like $1,100. And so like, I've seen that bill shocked me to my core. But like, can you imagine it's just you by yourself? Like there's it, no like, Venmo. <laughs> there's no, no like there's no nothing. There's no nothing. It's like okay, well, just put me in the put me in the kitchen washing dishes at this point. Like how many hours do I have to work to work this thing off? No, literally. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. We are not here for this, right? But we are here for collecting bags so you can pay your bills. And with that, I think that's the best way to end. Food. News update. (laughs) Listen, before we close out, we have to do what we came here to do. How does one how does one even become a judge at the one and only Rachel Ray's Burger Bash? Well, like I've been like this my whole life. I'm a definitely a personality hire. (laughs) No, I literally don't know. I'm so excited though. Like I love this is so funny because I don't talk about this, but like I love burgers. Like, and it's really genuinely <laughs> me and my boyfriend, he's vegetarian. So we're always looking for like good veggie and like normal burgers. And I don't know. It's like so fun. I grew up in Texas with Whataburger and then In-N-Out was in Texas. I love, I love a Whataburger. Yes. Oh yeah. And like barbecue. Like I grew up with like burgers all around me and I just feel like, you know, I might not be, you know, the burger master <laughs> but i have a good burger palette and i'm here for it i'm here to i'm here to so you think you're qualified to be a judge i think i'm like i think i'm selected <laughs> <laughs> I'm dead. Not selected. Oh, my God. (laughs) Okay. What's your perfect burger for you? Okay. So, recently, I've just been, like, obsessed with smash burgers. And I love, like, I just, like, oh, my God. Something about, like, when they're crispy on the edge and, like, flattened like that. And I would get, like, a double. I would get, like, a double smash burger with um, American cheese. And then I would get peppers and onion, like sauteed onions and then jalapenos on the top. And then mm. like this might be too much, but a little bit of spicy mayo and oh, yeah. and, uh, and possibly some bacon. And like on a, a nice brioche bun, that would like that would change my life. Like that is like right. so good. All right. If you're listening out there, New York Wine and Food Festival <laughs> competitors, you know how to win somebody's heart. Okay. <laughs> yeah. What's your burger? What's your burger? Bri- bri- bribery. Bribery <laughs> is the way to Eric's heart. Okay. Bribery and jalapenos apparently <laughs> are a way to Eric's heart. My perfect burger. I have a couple, right? It just, it really kind of depends. I like a fat burger. Like, I like it fat and juicy, uh, you know, medium rare, kind of like a corner bistro burger. Mm -hmm. If you've ever been to corner bistro here in the city, delicious. Or Julius. Julius makes a really good burger. One of the oldest bars in America. Second oldest. Yeah. Gay bars in America. Uh, Makes a great burger. And if it's going classic, I'm definitely doing a... uh, you know, a bacon cheddar, good cheddar mm. cheeseburger, right? With, um, you know, a little mayo mustard, right? Because I'm I'm not crazy about ketchup a lot of the time, unless it's like something like outstanding. And if I'm going a little like je ne sais quoi, I love like a blue cheese, like mushroom situation. Ooh. 
You know, Gouda avocado. Ooh. You know, smoked Gouda avocado, like something like that. I give. I'm giving you luxury, honey. Yeah, you're giving, giving me you like expensive. I was going yes. everyday kind of moment. You're yes, giving me like. Day. I see Sometimes where your I see where your heart lies. It's up. Yes. <laughs> you have expensive taste. Yep. Expensive taste. Can't afford it, but right, I can still I can still smell it you know, from afar. Um, I sometimes find those smash burgers a little greasy, depending on where they come from. Yeah. And then I get a tummy ache, and then and then it's no good. And then I don't know, you know, I don't, every, everybody's a sad bottom after that. Oh. You know? <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, like I don't know. Something about like recently, like um, just I, I just like love when they get crispy. And yeah, delicious. Like that, something about that texture. I'm like, okay, this is so delicious. And also, it's the people. It's, it's the people who know how to make this. Yeah, because it's the it's the other ones that are just doing it because it's trendy, and then it comes out like this grease bomb. You know. Yeah. Well, okay. What do you? What's your take on like the best fast food burger? The best fast food burger. Uh, are we going like? Now it's like original fast food. Or are we going kind of like? So like uh, like here I'll give you I'll give you a range like you can go yes. McDonald's you could go Wendy's you could go Whataburger you could go In and Out you could go uh, Shake Shack which honestly for me I think Shake Shack and Whataburger are like high up there for me they're real high. See, I, I, the Shake Shack gives me a tummy ache. No shade to Shake Shack because they're delicious, but they it's a grease factor. Maybe it's just this Times Square one that I live across from, but it's. It's so greasy, and no matter how many digestive enzymes that I take, um, it just, it, it's not a good but it, situation. But it hurts so good. Who was that? Um, that was somebody, right? Like Taylor? Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, here, what's your, what do you think? What would you say? Um, um, where did I have, oh, well, uh, have you ever had a Fuddruckers? Oh my God, yes. I grew up going to Fuddruckers. So good. Fuddruckers. The Fuddruckers, very good burger. Oh my God. You know what? Fuddruckers is moving down. It's Culver's Butter Burger. Okay. Have you ever had a Culver's yes. Butter Burger? I just, I, I love Culver's. Okay, they have those, Um, what are they called? Those fried cheese curds? Those? Fried cheese curds. Yeah. No. Yes, they had fried right. cheese curds. Oh my God, that was one of their burgers. So good. So delish. Good. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely delicious. Little known fact to you, and I think the whole in your mouth community, is that many moons ago, I think it was 2012, 2011, Mark Murphy, Chef, hey, Chef Mark Murphy, um, was competing, right? Or as he usually does in this. And I was one of, I think, one of eight selected to come to a private, I, we had to sign an NDA at the time to test a range of what he was going to uh, use as his uh, burgers in competition that year. Oh, is it, how did yeah. it go? It went well. <laughs> I mean, it's a lot of, it was a lot, it was a lot of meat, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Mark Murphy fed me a lot of meat. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it was great. What a great experience. And what a weird experience to be like in this conference room. That's like behind one of his restaurants uh, in Columbus circle. And like, being fed these like secret burgers right and then you're like rating them and he's like talking to you about that's them. so crazy 
it was really cool. Yeah. Though, I was like, ooh, <laughs> right? I am part of like the burger elite. <laughs> <laughs> Are you so excited? Um, the roster next to you is also kind of fantastic. It's really crazy. Starting with friend to the podcast, the one, the only. Congratulations. On your new cookbook, Dan Pelosi. Yay! Uh, I love right? Dan Pelosi. So we all love. We all. Uh, it's um. You know, it's the internet's mom, right? <laughs> <laughs> She's food mom, right? Go buy her cookbook. Let's eat, right? Um, that just came out what two weeks ago or something like that. Uh, fantastic. Uh, they're doing all the all the best things, and we stand a uh, big friend to the podcast here. Uh, my favorite of your guests and um i'm gonna be a burger bash and i'm gonna need to give you a hug eric yes and then you may need to introduce me to the Countess. okay because like we have to talk about (laughs) we have to talk about the countess the countess luann like i can't believe i'm gonna get to like be in her her breathe the same air as her like so talk about chaos chaos talk about the chaos Luann Deliceps, you and Dan Pelosi, and then, um, wait, there's two more. Uh, Jessica Hirsch and Nadia Carrarina Muno. I don't know who that is. Who is that? Do you know? I was looking at them all at Instagram. They all seem very sweet, but... Oh, I know who she is. She's the pasta queen. Yes, I yes, love yes. her because you are beautiful. I love her. Oh, my God. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna need an introduction, kind sir. Okay, because like I'm so excited to <laughs> Luann is so beautiful. Like she just like aged yes. really well. Like she's I've been watching. I'm a Real Housewives fan, so yeah, Luann, like Luann, please. Like I yep. I just like I'm so excited to like meet her. Also, she has a new show out with Sonia. I've been watching. Yep. So crappy lake, crappy lake. Yep. Yes, we st- we stand the whole thing. Listen, I'm right there with you. I'm a Housewives. Queen, how do you feel about the New York, the new New York house? I think girls? that like there's potential there. I am like kind of excited about like a fresh start, but now it's not as raunchy or like not raunchy. It's not as like well, they've crunchy as it used to be. Yeah, they, they've all read the playbook. They've all like gone to like housewife school, and so they know what they need to do when they need to do it. Yeah, and my issue with it is because I really like all the well, most of the girls, right? Um, but my issue with it is, is that it's like, it, it sells itself as this like new version of a gritty New York, like, mm, right. And it's not that like the grittiest New York, the grittiest true, truest New York housewife was Bethany Frank. Oh, well, yeah. She was that it gaff beyond. Yeah. Right. She did not care. She told it how it is. She was chaotic. She was like, I'm not doing that. It was her rules all the time. It was very New York, yeah. you know? Um, and not that we need that energy throughout. I think Jenna comes the closest to being very, a certain type of New York girl, you know? Yeah. I feel like Jenna is like the oldest of the group. And she's also like, I like to me, she's the tamest. She's like really calm. She's not like truly a, like a shit stir. I'm obsessed with Bryn. Like, yeah, love, love Brynn. She's so beautiful. She's kind of messy, but also like flirty and cute. And like, you can't help but love her. And I, okay. My one thing, and like Cy, I feel like Cy is like the grittiest of the group. She's like the born and raised Brooklyn girl. Yeah. 
but she just mm-hmm. comes off really mean all the time. I don't actually think I I I feel like I feel like Sai after if there's another season of this, I feel like Sai just needs to let go a little and that mean will turn into just New York direct. Yeah. That the way Bethany Frankel often came off as mean and bitchy, but she was just direct. Yeah. She was never mean. She was just like this is how it is. Yeah. You know? And and I, like like I what that dinner she was at with Jessel. Jessel, Jessel. right? Yes. And that she was like I don't really care. Okay. Can I, so I was stalking all of the, we are off. The wait, please. Can I please say this? I was stalking Jessel on Instagram uh, and there was this one photo that I took a screenshot of and it's like so poorly face tuned. Like the wall is all wonky. And I was like, I love this girl so much. <laughs> right. Oh my God. We can talk. Oh, you and I can talk about. Oh, this literally. Like, we, I could have a whole podcast about just the Real Housewives because I'm so obsessed with them. You and me, let's start. It. We got let's, to. Let's just do it. Right? <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll be number 101 of Housewives. Literally, that are, out, <laughs> that are out there. Honestly, oh my god. So burgers. Oh, you know what? I pulled up really quick too because I love I love a catch all list. 25 of the craziest burger toppings. Oh. Hot fudge from McGuire's Irish Pub in Pensacola, Mm-mm. Florida. Mm-mm. No. Ramen, the ramen burger. Uh, that was a trend for a while where people were using ramen as the buns. Yeah. Right? Peanut mayonnaise. Okay. Well, you, I could kind of see that one because, you know, like some, a lot of uh, Thai dishes are peanut based. Yes. But the peanut mayonnaise in this photo is like peanuts mixed in mayonnaise. And so it looks a little vomitous. Okay. So I don't, you know what I mean? That it sounds like, awful. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, like, but I, I would be here for like a blended peanut. Maybe. Yeah, like I could see like, you know, peanut sauce like the, yeah. like on there, but yeah. not. Pulled pork. Oh, pulled pork. That's man. our, I, I, I probably ate that in Texas. I swear. Like. Hello. <laughs> Mango, pear, and pine nuts from Flip Burger Boutique in Atlanta. See, I kind of believe in Atlanta like a lot. Like, I don't know. Also, that it's it. kind of like pineapple on pizza. So it's yeah. like, it would be very hit or miss for people. Like a little sweeter savory. Yeah. Uh, bacon and grilled cheese. A fried banana and peanut butter. This is like the Elvis burger. Mm. I see. I don't know because like, you know, plantains are really good. Mm-hmm. And like they, they go well with like rice and beans. And so maybe fried yeah. banana would be like tasty on a burger. I would have to give it, I would give it a whirl. I would give it a whirl. Yeah. Donuts from Cypress Street Pint and Plate in Atlanta. A donut. That's like too a donut much. Burger. That's too decadent. That's too Instagram video for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the Krispy Kreme burger. I think they were doing that for a while yeah. or something like that. Um, Caesar dressing. I mean, yeah, why not? That's not that crazy. Stuffing and cranberry sauce from Wahlburgers. Um, stuffing and cranberry sauce? I could like see it maybe. Like I could yeah. see like I'm the type maybe. of person like if my food touches, I like enjoy that. Like like yeah, all the flavors. I, I like, yes, that's me too. Same. I think that's part of like growing up Latino too, though, right? Probably. Like, they're just like, they just throw it all on a plate L- and they're like, yeah, go. Literally. Go, girl. Um, jam and eggs. Mm, that might be a harder sell. I've, the egg? Yes. Maybe. I've had a sunny side jam up, like, a, like a, a burger with egg on it. It's good. Well, the jam, um, I'm a little like, hmm. Well, let me tell you, growing up here in, in the city, Right, going to high school, you either got a bacon, egg, and cheese, right, yes. on the roll, or 
people got, uh, other people in high school got a bacon, egg, and cheese on a croissant with jam. Hmm. Yeah, so maybe it's good. It's it's a secret. Yeah, apparently it's very very good. I would be I'd be here for that. Uh, caviar from Serendipity here in New York City. Mm. Just like salty. Fish. Yeah, I'm like, is it just like a salty burger then? Yeah. Uh, fried ice cream. I've seen this more than once recently. Okay, because like in tech at the Texas State Fair, there's like fried Oreos, fried ice cream, fried everything. So fried ice cream on a burger though. I feel like it would be like French fries in a milkshake vibe. You know, Ugh, it's just so messy. I, that also feels like very like Instagram video. Like I look at it and it's too yeah. much. So too much peanut butter and jelly. That's man. Yeah. Fritos. Who cares? Foie gras and truffles. Talk about an expensive burger. That sounds like my $1,000 burger that I would be like, <laughs> yeah. I'd be like that you'd have to call the, yeah, police. Call the police on that. Like um, kimchi. Oh, maybe. Kimchi is very like. I bet you it's good. It has a very like specific taste. So yeah, I'm not crazy. I'm not crazy about kimchi, uh, but uh, I'll have it if it's in front of me. Yeah. You know, it's very like pickly and spicy to me, right? Like shrimp on your burger. Yeah. Oh. Mac. Oh yeah, I would probably try that honestly. Mac and cheese, pizza, yes, hot dog, would do 100. Butter and maple syrup, probably delicious, and a communion wafer. Amen. <laughs> oh my god oh my goodness what a great day and a great episode and what a way to come back um you know after a short hiatus with a special drop with you eric i can't thank you enough for being here and i can't wait to meet you in person at the new york wine and food festivals burger bash uh, Blue Moon Burger Bash, hosted by Rachel Ray on October 13th, Friday the 13th. Um, most excited about? Oh, me? I'm just excited yeah. to, like, be around Luann, be around these, like, amazing people. And I, I just feel like it's going to be a whole new experience. And I've never gotten to, like, judge a burger bash before. So it's going to be Super fun. I'm going to have a lot of amazing burgers, hopefully. So, <laughs> yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And I'll send you my digestives. Okay. So, like, you can, so you can take care of the gut, yes. like, while you're eating all this, like, crazy food, <laughs> right? I'm not even kidding. Like, all natural, organic, like, keep, keep your ish, like, good to go. Sounds good. <laughs> After all those calories and fat and carbs and whatnot, you know? Yeah. Um, I'm that I'm mother gay in that way. You know Love I mean? to see it. <laughs> <laughs> Give all the kids the handles, the websites, all the things, even though we've said it a million times here in this podcast, but one last time. Yeah. You can find me at Rico Taquito on TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube. And you can check out Groove Gives on Instagram and TikTok coming soon, but GrooveGives.com to see my candles. And if all else fails, you can find everything in the link in my bio. I have a link tree for you so thank you so much guys i love you (laughs) yes and we love you in your mouth listeners i'll be back again with some more of these special drops obviously and as the as things change as things do and i uh take a mental health break uh from doing this weekly um just expect new new really exciting and very tailored you know special things for you all out there uh I continue to send me messages. I love all the support and love that you show me. It it does not go unseen or wasted. And it really, it really, really means more than you will 
ever know. Um, and I really, really mean that. Other than that, I hope to see you all out at New York Wine and Food Festival happening uh, October 12th to the 5th of this month, October. Uh, if you see me out in these streets, say hello. If you recognize me from the podcast, from Netflix, from, you know, the, the back room at Nowhere Bar, say <laughs> hello to me. <laughs> say hello. I am friendly as can be. Let's take some pictures. Let's eat all the things. And other than that, all I have to say is, as always, thank you for listening to In Yo!